So there is something that I have been paying attention to when it comes to the Bible and teaching and preaching and all these different things. And I am a big fan of Neville Goddard, N-E-V-I-L-L-E-G-O-D-D-A-R-D. I'm a big fan of a lot of his teaching because he is someone who deal who deals deeply in mysticism and going deeper into the text and looking at it from the spiritual aspect. Because when we look at the text, we always take it and we try to apply it to our natural lives and apply it in that space instead of applying it to the humanity that's in us. Instead of applying it to the humanity in us that God is working through us, we instantly dismiss God and feel like he is now taking on the role as his flesh. When in our actuality, the flesh is temporal, right? So what did the Apostle Paul say? It is not I that live in my life, but it's Christ that lives in my life in me. And I think a lot of times we all say that because it sounds real good. But how much do we really allow the Christ, the spirit, to live through us as the word being made flesh? What I mean by the word being made flesh is allowing it to animate this bag of bones that we have. Because God has no hands, has no feet, has no mouth, has no eyes. That's the ones that he uses through this human body that we now have, this flesh. And we allow this flesh to dictate a lot first before we allow the spirit to dictate it and it animates this body. Because it is the blood that animates this body. You drain a body of blood. There is no life. There is no life in that flesh. It looks like clay. What does it look like? It looks like dust. It looks like clay. It looks like silly putty. It looks like dirt. When you, you know, see, I'm not even going to go that far, but it is the dirt. We came and stuff, you know, dust, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So what I'm saying is a lot of the times we want to interpret the script from a space of purely it is flesh. Like I know that I've been doing, you know, the untold story of Eve, because a lot of times we keep forgetting that Eve is man, male and female, created he them. So we keep dismissing the female aspect of a lot of it when we are reading the Bible. We want to give her some acknowledgement when we say she's the wise one, she's the wisdom, she's the, she's the, the wise woman, she's the wicked woman, she's the Jezebel. We acknowledge her there, but we forget not to just use Tamar as a symbolism that is, that's how we're supposed to act. We're supposed to, you know, when we see women in the Bible, we completely get rid of the fact that she's here as the archetype, as one. We completely dismiss that part because when we're seeing Tamar, we want to say, oh, you know, Tamar was this, Tamar was that, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. And I get all of that. But once again, we forget to interpret it from the space of the spirit. And so that is what I have been talking about with the untold, the untold story of Eve, which you can go back and listen to some of those podcasts that have some more episodes coming forth. But moving to that aspect, one of those scriptures that I have been told about all my life, in my Christian walk rather, when I began to understand Christianity, this Bible, 
that we are not to allow the sun to go down on our rep. We're not supposed to go to sleep angry. And once again, we miss what comes after that because we're instantly thinking of the flesh. And what do we think of the flesh? <laughs> we're not supposed to use the emotions of anger because we're trying to animate the text from the flesh to the spirit. That's not how that goes. We're supposed to animate the flesh from the spirit so that we completely understand the depth of what they're saying. So when I listen to Neville Goddard, I am seeing the spirit animating the flesh and I'm understanding it from its purest context of that is the, that is the word, that is the truth. The truth has made me and makes me and sets us free. The truth is that we all walk through moments of redemption by way of the spirit, not by way of the flesh. The flesh is condemned. But it is condemned by the spirit because the, the spirit begins to give you that feeling and that emotion that this is not right. So going back to don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Listening to Neville Goddard, he talks about what the what is powerful about your dreams. Your imagination, whether it's your day, daydreams, meditations. You're not supposed to close your eyes. And be angry. Be angry and sin not. You're missing the mark when you're angry. You're sinning when you're angry because what are you doing? You're allowing the flesh to dictate. Right? Be angry and sin not. We keep thinking that it's supposed to be, bam, don't be mad and go beat the hell out of somebody. Excuse my language. That's not what that means. That means that from the flesh part, because now that is the flesh trying to animate the text. The flesh is animating the text when you think that anger just means to punch, stab, kill, shoot. No. When you allow the spirit to animate it, don't allow yourself to be angry. You can be angry and sin not because you're allowing that mindset, that consciousness to be upset about what happened. But you're not going to sin because what does sin actually occur? It occurs in your mind first. Adam and Eve seethed in the mind and in the heart first, and it begins to animate the flesh as being cursed. Because even in that text, we see the sin is animating the flesh, not vice versa. So when you are to be angry, you can have that thought of, I'm about to kick you. But what do we see Abigail do for David? He was angry. He had the thought, but he chose not to sin because what did he say in his heart? Take anything out of me that is not of you. So it was replaced with the idea from that wise woman, which was Abigail. Abigail isn't necessarily the woman in the flesh because now we're trying to allow the flesh to animate the text. No, the text is animating the flesh. The text is animating the flesh of that woman. You know what? David has a soft spot for women who's coming forth to do what? Take him to the king. That's what Abigail did. She came to him and reflected back to him. This is what you're about to find yourself doing, my Lord. I'm coming to you and I'm begging you. 
for grace and for mercy not to go kill this person. Right? That's because she's reflecting back to him. Look, David, this is what you're about to have to do. You're about to have to get on your knees and go back to the father and beg for grace and mercy. Because how many times do we see he have to go and beg the father for grace and mercy? Would you rather a day with men or a day with me? Three days with men, one day with me? We keep wanting the flesh to animate the text when it is the text that is supposed to animate the flesh. So he was angry. But because he did not want to sin, God sent him what he needed. That woman to talk to him. You can say, oh, that's just no, that's not how that works. The text, the spirit animated Abigail to go speak to him and say, no, this is not what you want to do, my Lord. This is not what you want to do, David. I need to plead your forgiveness. She is showing him right now. If you go kill my husband, you're about to have to go back to the father, the Lord, because he's the Lord of Lords. King David, the king of kings. You will have to go to the king. So I'm about to take you to the king and I'm about to reflect back to you as to help me in this moment. Why did you think he married her? Because he said, this woman is my help me. He didn't marry her in physicality, because once again, when you think that he married her, you're trying to let the flesh animate the text. No, the text is animating the flesh. He married the consciousness that she brought to him. She became his wife by helping him. And he began to cover her and she began to bear his name. He began to provide for her. Because I don't see anywhere in the text where he got her pregnant. Because just like with Solomon, I don't believe. Because once again, we're allowing the flesh to animate the text. We're thinking of concubines. Oh, ha, 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 he's in it. No. The spirit is letting you know right here with Solomon. And I'm sorry this is going off of, 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 of talk, but it's, it's germane to the context of this conversation of allowing the spirit to animate the flesh. He took on all of those women's consciousness to keep him as their king. Because didn't he have to do that with Queen Sheba? He married her in consciousness and they conceived the child. He married those women in consciousness. And they helped him rule his kingdom until he got full of himself. But once again, that is where you see that be angry and sin not. Because what do you see with men? They get angry at wives and what do they do? They go sin. That woman who was sent to him. To speak to him as a helper and an ambassador of God. He decided to sin with her because he was so angry. He decided to go into her. That was not what you were supposed to do with that woman. You just caused that E to fall. And now you want to go back and say it was the woman you gave me. Yes, I gave you this woman for her to help you. Not for you to help yourself. So not allowing the anger to stay there when the sun goes down. Once again, we're not allowing the flesh to be animated in this text by fighting, yelling and screaming. No, the anger is in the mind. It's in the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. Guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. That is where the anger shows up first. It does not show up in the body. 
the spirit is animating the flesh. But when you allow the flesh to animate the spirit, you get angry and you go to bed mumbling and grumbling and complaining. Just because you didn't hit that person don't mean you weren't angry. You still went to bed with an attitude, pissed off, upset, mad as hell. But when you allow that anger to subside in your consciousness and you go to the father, you won't allow your eyes to close and you're still angry. Because how many of us say that, oh, I, I, I didn't let anger, I didn't let the sun go down and, and, and I wasn't angry. I mean, I didn't punch the person yet, but you were still angry because you woke up still cussing and fussing. Because what does he say? I give you peace, sweet and peaceful sleep. But how peaceful and how sweet did you sleep last night? It wasn't that you felt like you had to go hit that person. You allowed that seed of that anger to stay in your consciousness, to stay in your heart so much that now you got to act it out because you're allowing that flesh to animate that feeling and that emotion because you did not allow it to die. You did not allow it to be cast into the sea of forgetfulness by forgiving it. Because when you forgive, you forget all about it. But you learn a lesson and you learn wisdom. So now you have some insight and you have the ear to hear what does say of the Lord. The next time you come up to that situation, because the father is always there. He is your ever present help. All you have to do is call and he will come running. So now, since you've allowed that anger to sit there. In that mind and in that consciousness and you still went to sleep with it. Now, guess what? You just allowed a seed to be sowed of anger, animosity, jealousy, envy, pain. Because in that moment, you're allowing the flesh. To animate that word instead of allowing the spirit. To animate that body. He gives you sweet and peaceful sleep. He gives you the peace that surpasses all of understanding. How many times do you find yourself being angry and upset, but you go to sleep and have a sweet and peaceful time and awake next morning, you completely wake up and you forgot all about it. Now, there are those who can do that and still be thinking about it because they're hiding it. But you know what's done in the dark to always come to the light. What's done in your thoughts and your consciousness always comes to light somehow, some way. It's not the actions. The actions are the aspects, the, a the actions are the effects. The actions are the wind you just blew. That's, that's the action after the fact. But what you really did was you really ate that and you shouldn't have ate that. And now you got to blow some wind. Now you about to do everything you can to, to make it seem like you're just this docile. What, how did they do it? Put the dirt on their face with a sackcloth and walk around all pious like they're so hurt. And the next thing you know, bam, they got you. You see what I mean? There are people who do that. But once again, what's done in the dark will always come to the light. They can't always keep that peace. Even if they could do it with a smile, the maniacal smile and the evilness is still going to come forth. They're still going to be tortured by that thought that they just cannot get rid of it because they keep going to sleep with that angry thought in their mind. They keep going to sleep with all of that there. And what does the father say? Cast your cares upon me. Cast your cares upon me. And what do we cast these cares at? Our thoughts. Our minds. Our cares we carry in our heart. But we keep thinking we got to give the God, the Father, the body. No, we have to give him the heart. 
and allow him to enter into our hearts. Because what did he say? Yeah, him I know, but you I don't know because your heart is far from me. That's because you have spent so much time being angry. You allowed the devil to run amok in your life and you allowed the flesh to animate the devil. You animate, you, you animated everything that the devil told you you should do. Now, you know what you should do? Well, you know, if you do go over there and uh, bite that apple right there. You'd just be smart. Like, you'd be smarter than anybody else because you'd, you'd be like the gods. If, you know, if you just go over there and, um, all you got to do is just show up and everybody going to be quiet. Because you're not looking to be the God as in the creator and the giver of life. You're looking to be the power and that source. You're looking to be the controlling, the manipulative, the conniving. The wicked, the witch, the warlock, those who seek to manipulate things into a way that goes better for them. But when you allow that anger to fall off, you're allowing a third of those angels that are trying to war in your mind. Because what happens, the heavens are taken by that's your consciousness. Those are those angels that are coming in, trying to take over your mind and take over your heart. It suffers that violence because there's a war and a fight for your mind. Because if you can get the mind, you can get the body. That's easy. Because you can't serve two masters. You can't serve the God of consciousness and still be out here doing what you're doing wrong. You're not double-minded and you're unstable. You can't serve the belly God <laughs> and still say you love Jesus when he says, I need to command you to a fast. Their belly God is greed. You can't say I serve God but you keep eating your seeds and your harvest without coming back to show him some love. We have to allow the spirit to animate the body. We have to allow the text to animate the body so that we see the fullness and the fruit of that spirit, which is the patience. You know what? I want to be mad. I want to be angry. But I'm going to give you to God. I'm going to go with him and I'm going to pray. And I'm going to do what Jesus did. What we see all of these men do. I'm going to give them up to you. I'm going to come forth and I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship before you because this right here ain't right. You know what? I'm not even going to say nothing to you because a lot of times we want to say, Oh, I ain't going to be angry. That's because we want to look good. I know for me, if I'm not even going to tell you I didn't took you to God. I'm not even going to tell you that I was angry or mad or upset. I'm going to go right to the Father and give you to him. Father, here's the situation. Here's the person. What fruit of the Spirit do I need right now? Well, baby, 
Unfortunately, you need some long suffering because you have to deal with this for a minute. Okay, why? I need you to wrestle with this angel until it blesses you. He didn't say I just need you to wrestle with the angel. He said I need to bless you. So I need you to wrestle with the situation first because when you get the blessing, you come out of that situation. Every time you see the blessing given in the Bible, the situation is always done for. You don't hear nothing about that person after that. You need to see the situation pop up again in the Bible unless it pops up in a different way or in a different aspect or from a different perspective. That's because you allow the text to animate the flesh. Because where you are weak, he is strong. The spirit is strong. It's everlasting. It's omnipotent. But this flesh, it can be broken. So when I hear Neville Goddard, he's always talking about the imagination because now we're, this is some things I'm putting into your mind. He talks about going to sleep in that presence of mind that you wish you desired to have when you wake up. So if you desire to wake up tomorrow morning, get to work, have nothing but peace, go to sleep, seeing yourself waking up, getting dressed, brushing your teeth, washing your face, doing all your morning rituals, doing all these different things in the morning. And you get not to work on time. Go to sleep with that thought. And don't second guess it. Don't say, well, I wish that, you know what, tomorrow I am going to get to work on time. I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have an amazing day. I'm going to allow God to have his way in my day today. I'm not going to feel like I got to force anything or do anything. I'm going to allow God to open these doors that men cannot shut. I'm going to allow God to bring me these opportunities that I have never seen before. I'm going to allow God, not even another scene before, cancel, cancel. I am going to allow God to bring these opportunities that I've been asking for. But he said he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. According to the power that works within me and the power is my faith. So go to sleep with that thought in your mind. And guess what? Your day is going to go exactly how it did yesterday. But you know what's about to be different? You didn't go to sleep thinking, excuse my language, oh, shit. You go the same thing. You're not going to wake up with that thought. And if you did, you got to go back to sleep with that same thought every night. Don't allow anybody to disrupt that moment where you, where you have that. Because that enemy knows that you're looking and you're seeking that refuge in the Father, which is that peaceful sleep. Beloved, I give you peaceful sleep. Beloved, I am your comforter, which is my Holy Spirit, which is with you right there in that bed. So now you wake up in the morning. You take a fab in the bathroom. Well, I already knew you were. It's okay. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait there and be as patient as I can. You're going to come out looking at me like, and most of the time when people do that, they're hoping to get a rise out of you. They're hoping to get something out of you to justify that what they just did was right. And you, it's nothing you can say about it. 
But agree with your adversary quickly. Okay, you're going to saunter out that bathroom knowing that you took way too much time because you wanted to make me late. You wanted to get on my nerves to make me angry or to justify. You did all of that just to make me angry so you can justify whatever it is that you got on your mind that you feel like you got to say to me today. But I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to say, hey. They may be looking at you like, unless you got something to say. No, excuse me. I got to get ready for work. You go use the bathroom. You do everything you need to do. And you can always bet. You can set your watch to it. They're going to come in there and be all in. So blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're going to be looking at you like, what the? Because right now they're being an adversary to your peaceful. And the one thing that David did not do right, he allowed the flesh to animate the text by seeking his own revenge instead of allowing the text to animate his flesh. And he decided to return that, that fiery dart instead of putting up his, his, shield of his shield of salvation. He decided not to wear that armor, that breastplate. Okay. So you don't got nothing. Look, I got to get ready for work. We can talk about this when I get in the car. What? Well, we always talk when I get in the car. Let me get dressed. Let me get ready. And we can talk about this in the car. Because right now I got to get to work. And I know you got to get to work. And you keep on going. And if they're still standing there talking, they're still standing there, that's because now they want to get a rise out of you, right? Because you made them so used to being able to get a rise out of you. And for what? Just for their benefit. And for what? For something real stupid, right? So, if you get in the car, you get to work, and you call them, and they don't answer, okay, I'm going to leave you a voicemail, and then I'm going to leave you a text, and I'm going to get on to work. Even if you're a few minutes late, you know what? You feel better about it, because you didn't have this long car ride where you having arguments and you yelling the entire time, like you would normally do. Because that's, that's what's normal. Now, you get to work, you don't have an attitude. You're not angry. You're not mad. You're not even looking for somebody to tell them, man, let me tell you what just happened. Man, let me tell you, let me tell you. You're not even looking for the conversation because now that comforter is right there. That Holy Spirit that is there to give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. People are going to look at you like, what is wrong with you? That's because they're used to seeing their actions towards you being justified and how they treat you again. So now you're at work. You're not even yelling at the person you would normally yell at because you didn't wake up angry. The anger is not in the, what you do with your flesh. That's the after effect. The anger is the what you harbor in your heart and in your mind. So you get up and you do it again the next day. And you can all, almost guarantee that person is either going to do the same thing and make it longer. Or they're going to try to corner you and get you into a conversation. You can set your watch to this person. Because they just been doing what you've been allowing them to do because you've been so angry that that anger has to keep showing up in the people you meet. 
It has to. That irritation, that frustration, that aggravation, that has to keep showing up. It has to, because it's already in you. You meet nobody but you. You attract nothing but that same mindset. That same consciousness is what you meet. So if you find yourself just having a moment to go lay down and go to sleep, imagining your day, and you do that every day constantly, watch how different your day begins to happen because you did not let anger you did not let anger dictate your day because you didn't go to sleep with it in your heart or in your mind. You didn't allow that anger to make you sin. And what is that sin missing the mark? And what is that mark? You miss that opportunity to allow the flesh to be animated by the text, which is to animate the fruits of the spirit in you for the day. Patience. I have a lot of patience. My flesh is being animated with patience every day because that fruit of that spirit is what's animating my body. Instead of me trying to animate that peace by forcefully showing you that I'm at peace by being angry. I'm at peace, leave me alone. No, you're not. How you going to tell me? Because I can see it on your face. Peace is still and calm. Peace is that gentle brick, that gentle brook that is running. It just flows so calm. That's what peace is. Peace isn't being angry. So when we look at this, and that's why I love Neville Goddard, because he began to teach me how to go to sleep with the thought of what I wanted to see the next day show up in my life. And I'm being very aware of what I go to sleep with thinking, what I'm hearing, what I'm listening to, what I'm watching. I went to sleep the other day listening to a book and this woman's house caught on fire. She wasn't in it. But I was watching and listening to another book that was just playing and all of a sudden in my dreams, I just felt like I was around fire. It's like I wasn't in it, but I was in it and I'm trying to get out. And every time I try to get out, something is stopping me, but I can't see what it is. Because even if I'm moving, I don't feel the heat. It's just fire. It's just smoke. It's just it's just everywhere. I'm not scared, but I'm just looking like, what the hell is going on? That's because I fell asleep listening to a book where a woman was in that situation where she did not know what the hell was going on. She just saw a bunch of stuff. But she didn't know what to do and how to deal with it. That's why I'm mindful of what I go to sleep listening to. What I go to sleep watching. What's playing. What I go to sleep thinking about. And I don't go to sleep purposely saying, all right, this is, I'm not looking at God and saying, all right, God, this is what I want you to do by going to the Bible. No. Father, I want to wake up with the fruit of your spirit being animated in me every day. The fruit of the spirit is what brings forth that blessing. Because that patience, it allows me to sit with that person who is just mean and nasty all day. That patience is what Allows me to wait until that door opens. I'm not moved by the interpretation that people have of my flesh. Because a lot of people are hoping that the flesh will instantly animate something when it has to be the spirit that animates it on the inside out. So for me, when I hear 
be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, your anger. I'm not going to go to sleep with that on my mind and in my heart. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it because in the morning it's going to cost me. And it's going to cost me that peace. It's going to cost me that connection with my father to where I missed the mark that he needed me to hit in order to bear this fruit, which is to stay connected. You abide in me, I abide in you. And I will draw all men unto you. And all those men that I'm drawn unto you share the same consciousness. Y'all can walk in the same agreement. Your experiences, your perspective, your interpretation may be different, but the spirit and the same like-mindedness is the same. We all have peace. How you came across your peace is not how I came across my peace. But we both have it. And we can share this in this space. So I said all of that to say this. Never gotta definitely pick up those books, watch those videos, because he really really talks about the imagination and how all of these things in our lives are played out by our mind and what we go to sleep, what we constantly think about all day. Those feelings and those hurts that we hold on to, even those that we think is not there, it's still there. It's just showing up and it's animating in a different level of maturity. Because your child being angry, that anger is still there. It's just going to show up in another level of maturity. That five-year-old that's angry is going to act the same way as that 15-year-old is that's angry. But now you're about to be smart. you got a little more experience. So you're about to be real real crafty with your anger. That five-year-old is just going to throw some stuff over. The 15-year-old is going to throw some people over. That 25-year-old is about to throw over some... You get the picture? That level of anger just has another level of maturity and experience that it can express, but it's still anger. It don't change. But when you allow yourself to go to sleep, not angry, not upset, in a space of love and kindness, and saying, this is what I'm looking forward to tomorrow, and you got to keep doing it. So even if it don't show up the first two days, two weeks, you got to keep doing it because there's some things that the Father Needs you to work on from the inside out. He may not need you to not cuss out your coworkers, but you already know that you shouldn't be going to that restaurant in the morning to go grab this stuff. Because one of the things that makes you angry when you come home is the fact that you got food and nobody else does, or they got food and didn't you see what I'm saying? You're angry. Because you just spent $20 at Burger King. And on your way home, you needed that $20 for gas. Now you're angry because you got to talk to that person who decided they didn't want to talk to you early this morning because they felt like you should have talked to them when they was ready. Now you all in a messed up situation because they were supposed to, you know, they're supposed to answer the phone to give you the money because that's, that's the relationship y'all have. And now they want to be petty and childish about it. No. You were because you allowed that desire of wanting that Burger King or that food so bad. But the father is saying, this is a part of your anger. You want to have a day where it's nothing but peace? Skip Burger King tomorrow. 
You skip Burger King tomorrow, and guess what happened? Oh, hey. I thought you was going to get Burger King today. No, nah, girl, I didn't. Well, come on, I got you. See how that works? Just follow me.